Welcome to Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicNPR.com. This is Elena DelVal, and my guest is Martha E. Galindo, who is President and CEO of Galindo Publicidad, Inc. Today we will discuss Hispanic market translation issues. Martha is a native of Mexico with more than 20 years of experience. After founding Galindo Publicidad, Inc. in 1993, she gained experience in marketing, organizational development, and international customer service with companies in the United States, Mexico, Argentina, and Chile. Martha is the recipient of multiple awards for outstanding achievement in international trade, marketing, communications, and entrepreneurship. Her company was selected twice as a Florida 100 company by the University of Florida, a top honor recognizing rapidly growing, privately owned companies in the state of Florida. Galindo Publicidad, Inc. specializes in translating English business-related materials into and from Spanish and Portuguese and providing creative and technical translations and voiceovers in Creole, German, French, Italian, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, and Russian. Martha, welcome. Thank you, Lena. This is a very interesting topic, and always uh, you're learning something new. There is a lot written out there, and uh, we just need to be able to see which way we can help better. Let's start with a really easy question. Why translate at all? Wow. <laughs> that is like uh, asking, why do I cut my fingernails if they're going to grow again? <laughs> well, um, uh, there is a uh, an audience out there that prefers or is able to understand, work, function in the world, um, in their world, uh, buying products, buying services, in another language other than English. Um, society definitely is uh, becoming a little bit more multilingual and uh, in, the, in the United States, and we... Uh, must recognize that. I mean, not to recognize it is, uh, again, it's like denying that there is uh, light and, or, and that there is darkness. I mean, hello, it is there. It exists. So if we already know that um, and the public uh, is able to connect emotionally uh, in terms of persuasion, Etc. For in in another language other than English, then there is no question about it. That's it. It's not only the right thing to do; it's the right business thing to do too. When we're talking about translations, a lot of people think that why don't I save some money and have Luisa or Jose, one of their employees, or maybe a friend of the family, maybe their nanny do the work for them. <laughs> yes. Um, unfortunately, in, an industry, in the United States, um, where the, the translation industry is still is in, a, a, in a very growing process, it's still very young, um, there is not enough uh, maturity to understand that uh, the, the uh, market requires that in order to be successful. In order for you to really be able to sell something, you need to go to the professionals to avoid a lot of the problems and, and mistakes and so on. 
So all the effort, you know, it costs the same money to print a version that is that is uh, correct and to print a version that is incorrect. The printer doesn't know. The machine doesn't know. They just printed it. But you just lost everything. The point is, no, there are many levels of fluency out there. Uh, just like uh, you won't hire uh, uh, your nanny or your employee or your whatever. They don't have all the skills. They don't have. They don't know where to look for the information. Is uh, references uh, in terms of uh, vocabulary, dictionaries, etc. They they just are not translators. Period. I mean, they may help you maybe to interpret some things, but not written translations that are for the purpose of selling, presenting your company, or doing any of that. Just the same way that you wouldn't think of hiring a dentist to do plastic surgery work, perhaps you wouldn't think of hiring someone who has little or no experience to do your translation work. Is, is Am I hearing correctly? Yeah. Yes, I mean, definitely. Also, it's not only just the experience. There are some um, schools that actually uh, go, I mean, there are specific training, some some translators in this country actually um, have gone to translation studies, certificates, and things like that. Um, others have been made more uh, with the years of experience in the matter. Some countries require some degree in translation per se to be able to even translate, like Germany, for example. So uh, it, those are very mature industries where it is expected that the people come out of school and they already speak another language and, and, and write another language. They are actually functional in another language. Because we don't have such a culture of multilingualism still accepted and we are still, you know, arguing if it should be a law saying uh, what kind of language I'm going to talk uh, or I'm going to decide what to do with it, I think it's, it's, um, it, it's, uh, it even adds more to the, to the cause of saying, no, don't be confused. This requires a specific skill. And if you don't do it, you are the one who loses it. Somebody else will do it. Somebody else will do it. You don't do it, somebody else will. And that is the one that probably will get the market. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to take that risk? That's the question you need to make. Once you decide that this is a market that you want to pursue, the Spanish-speaking market in this case, and the U.S. Hispanic Spanish-speaking market to be specific, what kinds of decision-making process should you be going through, for example, to decide whether you should have somebody do the work in-house or contract an outside vendor, and what kinds of factors should you take into consider into consideration when you make that decision? So the question is, if, uh, if what would be the decision uh, to translate in-house or to translate and hiring somebody from outside? Exactly. At what point? There are things, for example that you might be able to do in-house relatively easy, signage or things that you can handle in-house that don't require a professional agency, either because they're simple. Um, there, are some, <clears throat> there are some companies that definitely have um, bilingual professionals that could be um, able to do such things. But I am going to tell you also what has happened when, when that has occurred. Some of these employees, first of all, feel that 
they are doing a job that they are not being paid for. Okay, they are that's not their main function. They are probably doing something else. They have another responsibility, and their boss just brings this because the other division is needing this thing, and they know that she is able and that she's capable of doing this thing. So she has to stay um, maybe overnight. Maybe she has to stay late. Maybe she has to work on her own hours. Whatever. They don't feel that many times they are compensated extra for that. <clears throat> and sometimes they even call us to tell, to ask us how much money would this cost if the company actually hired a translation agency. So they know in, this, in that way. So we go ahead, we give them the information. We know it's a quote that is only for their purposes. It doesn't matter, but we still give them an idea of how much is it that they are contributing to the company when sometimes the company doesn't take it into consideration or whatever. So I am very happy to provide them with that information and say, look, this costs $2,000, this costs $3,000. And uh, she says, wow, well, nobody is even telling me thank you. I have heard these words, believe me. So you don't want to hire somebody in-house and do this as an extra responsibility and not reward them in some way. Uh, that's one thing. The other thing is, where are the liabilities of all of this? You know, uh, what did you lose or not lose, or what did you risk by utilizing only somebody in-house that, that may not have all the resources or references available to support the translation document? Uh, translators is that is their responsibility. That is their responsibility and to make the questions when they have to and so on. These other employees that the other experience we have had, they are very afraid to show or tell the their bosses, Elena, that uh, that they don't know the topic enough. And they are afraid to, to say it and 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 why would you want to do that? You know, have them as the person that may help to do some review, and to tell the truth, sometimes translation agencies have to deal with internal reviewers of companies that are not qualified. Maybe, again, it's somebody that was working um, in the back uh, room or whatever it is, but uh, maybe didn't complete a college degree, or, or, or even if they did, they did not have that completion of a college degree in a Spanish-speaking country, and they are still asked to review a document that has to do with a legal contract. There is no way they have that vocabulary developed. So how can they be really the qualified reviewers for this? So those are the kinds of, of, of things that you can avoid by hiring someone in-house that you don't know how far it goes in terms of their capabilities. Thank you, Martha, and to our audience. Thank you for listening to Martha E. Galindo, President and CEO of Galindo Publicidad, Inc., who discussed Hispanic market translation issues, brought to you by Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicNPR.com, providing you essential information on America's largest minority. For more information on how to reach Hispanics with marketing and public relations tools, including a complete presentation and discussion on Hispanic market translation issues by Martha E. Galindo, President and CEO of Galindo Publicidad, Inc., visit our resources section at www.hispanicmpr.com. That's www.hispanic, 
mpr.com.